Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 86, Body, Mind, Soul. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Sophia as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, how about you? I'm doing good. It's been a while since I've had a guest in the studio, so it's great oh, to have you here. That's yeah, awesome. people are scared of me apparently. <gasps> I wonder why. <laughs> it's the bald head. Yes. It makes sense, it makes sense, I don't blame them. Not to divert the conversation from this chrome dome because <laughs> you don't want to hear about that today we're going to be talking about sophia we've been friends for what two three a few years yeah, now right? a few years i think at least three now yeah. which is crazy when you think about it <laughs> it just goes by it's yeah. through a mutual friend but anyways alex you're getting distracted <laughs> it's all about sophia so we're going to talk about her hobby of meditation but before we do that who is sophia well, I wonder. Um, yeah, <laughs> for anyone who's listening, yeah, my name is Sophia, as Alex said, and I was born and raised in Ottawa. So, and I never left the city ever. I just kind of always stayed here. Uh, I've never lived anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I really love the city, and I'm always trying to give back to the community. And in terms of like interests, I have a wide array of interests, and I. If I start talking about them all, it'll probably take me forever to get through them, so I won't put you through that. Um, but right now, I'm actually doing a master's degree. I'm in the ma in the middle of my master's degree, so I devote a lot of my time to doing research. And um, but I always, always make time for my hobby, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> <laughs> None at all. <laughs> Well, it's amazing that like, I'm, I'm also born and raised here in Ottawa and uh, Ooh, this is my like... We're Ottawa OGs. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is a podcast only for Ottawa people. No, I'm kidding. It's for everybody on earth. <laughs> but uh, it's great that you're always making time for your hobby. Mm -hmm. And without putting too much uh, pause on that, we'll talk about your social media links first because I'm sure people would love to know who is like where they can find Sophia. Right. Okay. So... I'm not too advanced on the socials, to be honest, but I do have, you know, a basic Instagram account. Uh, my handle is at isthatsophia4, so it's kind of like, hey, is that Sophia? But instead of like a question mark, it's the number four because I was born on the 4th of January. So um, yeah, is that Sophia four? And then I'm also like I have a personal Facebook account. It's my first and last name, Sophia Merzai. Yeah, nothing, nothing fancy, just, <laughs> just me. And, um, but I'm always willing to chat with people and connect with people. If somebody has questions or just wants to talk about anything that comes up during this podcast, then I'm more than willing to, uh, to do that. She's a very open person. And just a small pause. You're born on the 4th of January. I'm born on the 2nd of January. Oh my God, January <laughs> babies. High five. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think that's the first time I said my birthday on this podcast. Whoa. Yes, you guys learned a little What's bit more. What's the year, Alex? What's the year? Oh, well, the year of the hospital and my SIN number are... <laughs> not this episode, maybe later on. So, yes, today about your hobby, it is meditation. Mm -hmm. So, how did you actually get introduced to meditation? Was it like, just like, I say, during an argument, you're like, oh, wow, I can meditate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it goes pretty far back. I think I was first introduced to meditation when I was about 19. I had a prof who talked about it in, in class one time. and But at that point in my life, meditation was just something that I had on my mind. 
And it was something I thought was really interesting and intriguing. It's something I knew I wanted to try, but it hadn't taken root in my life at all at that point. It was just something in my head. And it didn't become an everyday practice for me until a little bit later, one or two years later, when I started, when my life started to become a little more unstable, I would say. And, you know, um, I'm sure most people will agree when I say that life comes with many different seasons. You know, some seasons are much more stable and easygoing. And there are other seasons of life that are, you know, a lot less pleasant and um, more chaotic, so you could say. And there's always gain and there's always loss in life and nothing is ever permanent. And you know the saying, the only constant in life is change. So I was going through a more turbulent time and I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I overcome all this chaos around me in my external world and how can I deal with it? So I started to look for different ways to do that. And one day I tuned into um, one of my favorite shows, Super Soul Sunday. It's got lots of content online. You can access it via YouTube. You can watch it on Facebook. Um, and it was kind of in the beginnings of the, like this show had been going on for a few years at that point, but um, now it's been a lot longer. But anyway, so I tuned into Super Soul Sunday and I was introduced to individuals who who were talking about meditation. And um, that inspired me to start meditating. And the first thing I did was participate in a 21-day meditation challenge. So I, so I meditated every single day for 20 minutes for 21 days. And the reason why it's 21 days is because usually that's the amount of time it takes for you to start a habit, to keep a habit going. So the 21 days kind of is meant to help you establish the habit of meditation on a daily basis on a daily basis. So that's how it all started. And I haven't stopped since. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Thanks. on like, keep on going. Yeah. On that note, actually, like when you did start, like let's say the first time you did it, right. did you feel like you were doing it correctly off the bat? <laughs> or did you feel like, I don't know how to do this? Um, I was, yeah, I was very confused to be honest. I didn't know if I was doing it right. Um, I wasn't sure if I was even getting anything from it, it was almost, it, it almost had the opposite effect of what I thought it would. You know, meditation, when most people hear about it, they're like, oh, like relax or calm or whatever. Um, but I found that when I first started to meditate, I realized just how much unnecessary thinking I do on a daily basis. And it I had become aware of it all of a sudden. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> So it was actually pretty, uh, pretty stressful and not, not the, um, the fairy tale that, <laughs> that some people might think it is when you first start meditating. <laughs> so it, it did it like just hit you up once like, boom, wow. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, yeah. So a lot of people, I think when they, when they start meditation, they feel really overwhelmed by it. Um, because you become aware all of a sudden and you weren't before. So it's almost like you had a blind spot that's now you can see clearly. So yeah, yeah, it was it was really interesting though. I, it definitely didn't deter me <laughs> at all. It made me even more intrigued about what I can find out if I continued. It's kind of like uh, when you're not paying attention and then the moment you're like just calm and meditating, then you hear the clock 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, what, what? Yeah, because we we all have these habitual habitual patterns, you know, and we become so adapted to our surroundings, we don't even realize what's going on. <laughs> Now, this might not be a perfect question, mm -hmm. but uh, what kind of meditation do you do, if you don't mind me asking? So the way I look at meditation is I describe it as a portal, and it's a portal through which you can access the present moment, the here and now, and so there are many different portals that you can use to access it. And I don't know if I have a preference, but I would say that there are certain portals that I definitely use more often than others, more frequently than others. So for example, um, I focus a lot on breath awareness. So the inflow and the outflow of your breathing patterns. Um, and uh, I also, when I first started off meditating, I, I used mantras in my meditation practice. So I did that a lot. But more and more now, I'm starting to incorporate other sort of portals, you could say. Uh, one other um, method I'm using is body scanning. Um, so becoming aware of the sensations that you feel in your body. And another one is just daily uh, general kind of mindfulness practice. But I think it's important to say that although there are these different portals or anchors that can help you access the present moment, they all have the same outcome. Uh, they all lead you to becoming aware of and giving attention to the here and now. That is what each of them do. So I don't think it I don't think it's important to distinguish um, between them because they all have the same goal. They're all trying to do the same thing and that's what really matters. And you said you you have some that you prefer more than others. Do you mind telling me what is the Number one favorite, Sophia's topic. You can't really classify that as kind of saying like, <laughs> which one is your favorite child, but they're all your favorite. But is there um, one that you like doing more? Out of, out of the ones I mentioned, definitely the breath awareness, just because I, I, I think it's the easiest to access. I think it's the easiest to learn. And that's how I started off. But I do incorporate all of them in some way. Um, and like I said, more and more, I'm becoming more intrigued with the body scanning, especially. So, so yeah, but, but that's how I started off with breath. And, and it's probably the easiest for someone who's just starting. So speaking about the breath itself, uh, what's the recommended, let's say, intake and exhale you should do? Um, in terms of timing? Yeah. Okay. So, so a lot of meditation teachers um, say that you shouldn't uh, try to think about your breath or anticipate your breath or try to control it in any way. It's more about just letting it be in whatever state it is. You might be breathing very slowly. Um, you might be breathing a little more rapidly or more Your breath might be a lot deeper. Uh, whatever state it is, you just let it be as it is and you just observe it. So the best kind of inhale and out, um, is it called? Exhale. Out, exhale. Thank you. Inhale and out. Exhale is just whatever it is in that moment. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Now for sports, they tell, well, I've been taught when I was a kid that mm -hmm. you should inhale with your nose and exhale with your mouth. <laughs> is it uh, the same here or is it like just... Yes, yes, definitely. But you know what? There's one thing I used to try to kind of mess with my head and really, really be completely and utterly concentrated is as I'm inhaling, 
I try to imagine that I'm actually exhaling. Yeah, it's really trippy when you think about it. And it takes a couple minutes for you to actually get it <laughs> when you're trying it it feels really weird but yeah like i'll mentally pretend like i'm exhaling but my i'm physically inhaling and it's it's a, it's a good way to like really focus but i don't i don't do that too often because it's pretty difficult to maintain it <laughs> it's kind of, it's a good mental exercise it's kind of like yeah. rubbing your stomach and tapping your it, head <laughs> exactly that's literally like what it is because you know when you're doing the rubbing the stomach and tapping the head you have to really focus on what you're doing <laughs> otherwise you're doing it wrong so it's a, it's a similar concept but also when you're when you're breathing you have to make sure i like to make sure that i'm paying attention you either pay attention to your nostril or you pay attention to your lungs and, uh, you know, sometimes I'll pay attention to how it feels when the air goes in and out through my nostrils. And then other times I'll, I'll pay attention to how my lungs expand and how they kind of melt back down. So pretty cool. I, I'm now I'm like analyzing my body from all <laughs> doing this interview. I'm like, okay, this, these are the shapes of my lungs. This is how I'm breathing. But not for now. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier on and the, before the interview about listening to music and stuff like that. You don't have earbuds, you don't have earphones, you yes. listen at you just do it at home. Do you listen to music or sounds when you meditate? I definitely do. I love listening to sounds. Um and not not so much music, uh like lyrical music, but instrumentals, um anything that's connected to nature, like water running or wind or yeah, so I definitely listen to music when I'm meditating. Um, but you don't want to become too attached to the sounds while you're meditating because you should be able to meditate even without music, um, ideally. But it's a good way, again, to to anchor yourself in the present moment. It helps you stay anchored in the now um, because sometimes you'll be listening to music and then you realize you've been listening to the notes and then you've completely drifted off into your own thoughts and then then you become aware of the music again mm. so then it acts as an anchor to bring you back what happens to me sometimes when i study i like listening to one song specifically when i study it's moonlight sonata okay and, and nice. i've listened to that song a thousand times over <laughs> during university but uh, what i tend to do and i don't like doing this is that when i listen to a song so much while i'm studying I fall into the pattern. I'm like, all right, I'm already expecting what's coming next. Exactly. Does that happen? Um, not so much because I listen to different music every time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're never expecting it. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you, so when but, you do listen. But maybe I should look into Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> you know, maybe I should check that out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's my top song for studying. Yeah. Shout out to Moonlight Sonata <laughs> by Beethoven. But uh, when you do listen to Sounds of Nature by like let's say an actual mm -hmm. like uh, Spotify thing. Do you prefer let's say the ocean, the forest? What is your preferred sound of nature? Um, I don't think I have a preferred sound. Um, I I do like um the forest a lot. I like it when I can hear water and birds chirping, but very faintly. So I do like when there's not just one sound that is part of the music, but layers of sound so you know birds in the background but then also you know trees rustling and like the forest and the water so so i guess you could say that's my preference but again i don't i don't it's important not to become attached to to that yeah 
And this is a perfect segue to my next question. Where is your preferred environment to go do meditation? So let's say, is it at home or in a forest? Okay, so my ideal meditation environment is outdoors. Absolutely, hands down. I love nature. So getting to be outdoors while I'm meditating is an absolute pleasure for me. Um, but of course, you know, we live in Canada or I live in Canada. So you don't get too many months <laughs> where you can go outside, unfortunately. But what I've started to do to replace, you know, the outdoor feel, um, because in the summer, I'm always meditating outside. I'm that weirdo in the park that's just sitting on the grass and like with her eyes closed. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't even bother me at all because I'm perfectly fine, you know, it, where I am doing what I'm doing. But yeah, when when it's the winter time or it's too cold to go outside, what I usually do is I'll bring my chair in my room. I have a chair and I'll bring it right in front of my window. And um, as the sun is setting, I will sit right in front of my window and the sunlight will be filtering into my window and it'll feel like it's a nice summer day outside. <laughs> so that's kind of what I do to um, to work around that during the winter months. It must be a great feeling just to feel that warmth from the sun just hit you while you're it, meditating. Exactly. No, I love it. I love it so much. So I'm really glad that I've started to do that because yeah. It's, it's nice. <laughs> and so you'd say you do it during, let's say during the winter time when it's about to do sunset, which is also a great mm -hmm. segue to my next question. How often do you meditate? Let's say a day or a week, a month, a year, a century? <laughs> a century, wow. <laughs> real committed there, real committed. Um, I would say at least once a day. So I, I meditate every single day, once a day, sometimes twice. Sometimes twice. So um, Usually in the morning when I get up, I start my meditation practice. And then a lot of times if it's really nice outside, like sunny, then I'll wait for mid-afternoon when the sun is setting and then I'll do another short little meditation. So at least once a day and sometimes more. And how long do these sessions last? Because you just mentioned you do some short ones. Mm -hmm. How long are the long ones as well? So so it, it depends. Um, sometimes I do, I've done five minute meditations. I've done 10 minutes, 15, 20. Um, I think 20 is usually my cap. And usually when I do the 21 day meditation challenge, so that challenge is actually a free challenge. It's accessible, accessible to everyone who's interested. And it comes out every couple months, I think three or four times a year. So when I'm doing the 21 days, it's always 20, 20 minutes per day. Otherwise, I usually aim for 10 to 15. Uh, that's my kind of sweet spot, I like to call it. Um, but I have been in situations where I literally only have five minutes. So I take those five minutes. Uh, and the goal of meditation, again, is to bring awareness to your life in general. And it's not meant to just be limited to 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I think it's really great and important to have some time during your day where you set aside, you know, 15 minutes just for, for your meditation. But ultimately, your goal is to incorporate it through every moment of your life. It's more supposed to be kind of part of your everyday living experience rather than just, you know, once a day or twice a day. Um, so I do have a set time every single day, but I do try to incorporate it as I'm moving throughout the day. 
Um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it absolutely yeah. does. It absolutely does. And you try to put it, so you try to do it every day. And mm -hmm. so far you've been successful every single mm -hmm. day? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've had days where I haven't, but I usually make up for it by doing extra the next day. Um, yeah, but I think it's, yeah, it's important to let people know that even two minutes is is good, even if you can take two minutes out of your day. What I find difficult, difficult about that is sometimes it takes you some time to get into, you know, your state of meditation because when you first start meditating, especially when you're like a beginner, a novice, um, you'll find that it, it takes time to wind down and really um, release the thoughts that you've got going on in that moment. Um, so sometimes you need a couple minutes just to get to a place where like, okay, the thoughts have stopped, you know? Actually, this just brought up a very unique question, I guess. Ever since you started meditating, has it helped you go to sleep? Because let's say some people, before going to sleep, their mm -hmm. mind is running a thousand miles yes. per minute and they're just trying to figure out everything and they're trying to empty your mind. So it has helped you, right? That's a really good question. Yeah. So I do sometimes do sleep meditation. And yeah, technically, meditation isn't supposed to put you to sleep because <laughs> you're meditation is supposed to be a very attentive uh, practice. You're supposed to be very, very acutely aware and attentive when you're meditating. But honestly, <laughs> especially when I'm meditating at night, um, because sometimes like I wouldn't have time during the day. So I'll just meditate at night, but then I end up falling asleep. <laughs> but it's the perfect way to fall asleep because you just ease into your sleepless, sleepless, uh, sleep, sleep. Yeah, you ease into your sleep so effortlessly. It's amazing. And you wake up, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's definitely helped. And every time I'm going through, you know, a period where I'm having trouble sleeping, I always, always um, meditate before bed. It helps a lot. I could just imagine you like, all right, I'm just going to do a five minute meditation. <laughs> and then I'm knocked and, out. And you're knocked out. You wake up. All right. That was a great eight hour yeah. meditation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that has actually happened. So. <laughs> and now you're not complaining. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> now you're still in school. You're studying mm -hmm. a lot. Have not related to school itself, but have you taken the time to learn the history of meditation? So unfortunately, I haven't. And that's something that I think would be really cool for me to to look into now, now that I understand meditation from a more personal experience, and now that I understand the gist of it and what the benefits have been in my life, I would love to learn more about, you know, where it all originated from and what the different kind of schools of thought are potentially. Um, I'm sure there's a whole host of literature out there that I could look at to, to figure that out. But I'm sure lots of meditation, actually certified meditation teachers um, go through that process. Um, I, I just, this is something I kind of took up on my own. I've never been to a meditation class before, literally just do it on my own time. Uh, so the history of it has never, never come to light, but that's something that I would love to learn more about actually now that you bring it up. So, but Again, you don't need to you don't need to understand anything before you start. Like this <laughs> you, podcast, I had yeah. no idea what I was doing yeah. and I just started. <laughs> you just need to start. You don't need to have that background. Um, it, it would be nice. That would be cool, but it will not. Um, I wouldn't say. It, I don't think it would even enhance your practice. Um, I think it would give you more understanding of the history, but I don't think it would do anything to actually enhance your practice because your practice is what you make of it in the moment. 
and everybody goes at their own pace and everybody learns mm -hmm. in different styles, mm -hmm. which is completely understandable. Yeah. And it kind of just, my next question kind of just thrown out the window, but I'll ask it in a different way. Okay. The original question was, do you prefer to meditate alone or with someone else? You said you prefer like to do it alone, mm -hmm. but I'll twist the question. So let's say you had a family member, let's say your parents or your friends mm -hmm. that want to say, hey, Sophia, I'd love to learn how to meditate. Would you be the type that'd be open to teach them the ways? Or are you just like, you know what, you'll find <laughs> stuff online. I would definitely be open to, I've definitely tried to drag my some of my siblings into my meditation practice. It has not worked out thus far for me, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I do meditate alone every single day, but I have done a group meditation once. I did do it once um, and it was outdoors and in a city that like it wasn't in Ottawa, it was like out west somewhere and I was just looking for things to do and I just found this meditation group and I joined them. Um, and it was actually really nice to have others around me because it helps you feel even more connected. Um, however, even when you're meditating alone, you know, you always want to remember that there's a collective consciousness out there and that we are each tied to that consciousness. And um, even though you don't have anyone around you physically, that collective presence is always cheering you on and rooting for you in each step of your journey. So I find that sometimes when I don't, when I'm lacking awareness in my life, I feel alone. But the moment I go into this conscious state and this present state through meditation, I don't feel alone anymore because I know that, you know, we're, everything's connected through this collective. And I think that's pretty powerful. So, so I wouldn't deter anyone from meditating alone, but I, I definitely think that group meditation is an amazing way to get started especially when you don't know much about meditation or maybe you you don't know how it works or maybe you have like um, a certain kind of idea of it. Um, so group meditation is incredible for that. And, and again, like when I went to this one group meditation experience, when I had that experience, I didn't know anybody there, but I felt like I was connected to everybody there. So I think that it, it can definitely add to to your experience for sure. So yeah, if anybody like who's listening who wants to start a group meditation thing, let me know. <laughs> there you go. Yo, Sophia's putting out the invite for anybody listening. Yes. <laughs> yeah, come to Ottawa, meditate, have yes. a good time. Probably better to meditate during the summer and late spring because yes. of seasons and winter and mm -hmm. a bunch of snow but by the time this comes out it might be like mid uh, like middle spring beginning of spring i don't know either way there'll be less snow yes uh for you what would you say is the best part about meditation on a personal and an emotional Ooh, level i don't even know where to start on this question because there are so many things that are beneficial about it i don't know what the best would be like might need like five seconds just to think about that one. <laughs> In the meantime, I will talk. For me, the best part about everything is everything. everything. <laughs> you know that song, Everything is Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I sing myself every time before I do this podcast. I just do the full song <laughs> and the dance. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I think the best part about meditation is that it eliminates all negativity in life. And I know that that could be a difficult thing to grasp because how how can negativity just be eliminated, but it can. It's a lot more simple than people think. Human beings are not perfect. We complicate things, but it really is just as simple as meditating. So yeah, I think the best part is that it eliminates negativity and 
This includes things like stress, anxiety, fear. Um, it includes things like drama, any, any sort of problems in life. And these forms of negativity are created what, by what a lot of spirit, uh, spiritual teachers call it the ego mind. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. You're an but let's pretend I didn't, just so, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so my listeners would know. I'm definitely an expert in this stuff. <laughs> so, a lot of spiritual uh, teachers call it the ego mind. And the ego mind is always trying to take you away from the present moment, it's always trying to obscure it somehow. And it usually, and this leads you to becoming disconnected within yourself, which then creates negativity. So negativity, the source of it, is what spiritual teachers call the ego mind. So that's where negativity comes from. And what meditation does is it helps you become conscious enough where you actually become aware of your ego mind. And that's an extremely transformational thing because the ego mind and the present moment cannot exist simultaneously. It's simply not possible. They cannot coexist. As long as you are present in this moment through meditation, for example, the ego mind and all of its negativity completely cease to exist. And that allows you to take back your power in life. Um, so I think that's the best part about meditation. It's kind of like the idea of tomorrow is another day mm. where you might be going through some hard times now and just focus on eliminating seeing you know what this is not you're overblowing it you're blowing mm -hmm. it out of proportion right like it's the idea of self-destructive i would imagine yes. yeah yeah so. it's similar to that so and the thing is a lot of people are not aware of their ego everybody's got it but they're not aware so that's the best part about meditation because it literally gets you to see the ego and it can be scary because you're like whoa <laughs> i didn't know this was there before and i didn't know that it was causing this and doing this and but once you become aware then it, it cannot exist within you i've known you for a few years now and you've always seemed like a calm collective lovely person thank you and <laughs> such a joyful person so i would imagine meditation is a big part of that which mm -hmm. maybe i'll have to take that up to yeah. just become as joyful and as <laughs> optimistic as you mm. and for you being uh, the person you are today is there any inspirations whether it's through meditation mm -hmm. or just in general that helps you enjoy meditation better definitely so i i mentioned earlier that the first kind of exposure that i had to meditation was through the 21 meditation challenge that i took part in and that challenge was actually created by a spiritual leader called his name is deepak chopra he's pretty famous many people know about him but also he teamed up with oprah winfrey um so it's their meditation challenge you can google oprah winfrey deepak chopra and you'll find it um so they were the first people the first individuals um, who inspired me to meditate. And now um, I would say my, the, the, the spiritual leader that I look to the most is Eckhart Tolle. He is another world-renowned um, spiritual leader who talks a lot about meditation. And so he, on a daily basis, inspires me to continue meditating for sure. And Unfortunately, I don't have anyone in my life who who meditates, which is interesting because I meditate. So you would think there's somebody in my life who also meditates, but there's not a single person I can think of who meditates. So I don't really get inspiration from people around me. 
um, because I don't know anybody <laughs> who, who meditates. So I do look up to the spiritual leaders um, who are well-known and uh, who have been in the community for a long time. Well, you know what? We'll give a shout out to them. Thank yes. you for making Sophia the person she is today. <laughs> and maybe because of this podcast, you know, knock on wood, that maybe you'll meet somebody that will share the meditation spirit yeah, as you, so yeah. you guys can, like, or even connect. someone or even even as someone who's interested in getting started you know so yeah for sure i think a lot of people i, I want to spread i want to spread the message <laughs> essentially well this is a perfect platform <laughs> yeah, to do that <laughs> exactly that's why i'm happy i'm here and for you what was your biggest challenge when you first started meditating i think you touched on it a little bit mm -hmm. but mind just recapping it yeah so i think that's a, a really good question because a lot of people wonder this and i definitely faced some challenges when i first started meditating because like i mentioned earlier i slowly started to become aware of my mind and I realized just how distracted I was. And I realized just how many thoughts were running through my head for no reason. Literally did not do anything to add to my to my life in any way. They were just unnecessary thoughts. Even things like, oh, what am I gonna buy for, for groceries? Or, or what am I gonna do today? Those are unnecessary thoughts a lot of the time, especially when you're repeating them over and over again. Um, so it was a challenge to become aware because sometimes I would sit down and I would start meditating and five minutes into the meditation practice, I've become completely lost in my thoughts. And I'm thinking about, oh, like the show that I watched last night, or I'm thinking about a conversation I had with a friend, or I'm thinking about something that happened in the past that's no longer relevant. And so, so much time would go by and I would still not even be aware that I'm unaware, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't even, I didn't even realize that I was lost in this like giant rabbit hole. Um, so that was definitely my biggest challenge when I was first starting out was just becoming aware enough to notice that I was lost in my thoughts. <laughs> my wife says I have the opposite effect sometimes. Like <laughs> I think I heard it in a comedy show. It's called the nothing box. What does that mean? A nothing box is literally when you just stare off into space and she would ask me, well, what are you thinking? Oh. Nothing. I'm just oh literally gosh. thinking of nothing and I'm just zoned out and it's a calm, relaxing. Yes. And she calls it my nothing box. She's like, no, what are you thinking about? No nothing, really. That's an amazing like term. <laughs> like, did, did she come up with that herself? Because I've never heard of that before. I think it was in a comedy show. Okay, okay. But that's really cool. Nothing box. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it's what meditation just is. just a box of yeah. nothing. <laughs> So to talk, is she trying to say that you don't have yep. any like? Yeah. Yep. So this is why I'm doing this podcast, so I can get a bunch of more things in the box, like oh. meditation and other hobbies. That's why I'm filling up that nothing box, but I'll probably have another nothing box right beside. <laughs> always, always got a backup one. Exactly. And so we talked about your challenges when you first started. Mm -hmm. What are your current challenges today? So now that I've sort of learned how to transcend my mind, or go above my mind. The challenge now is keeping this up in a consistent matter, manner in my life. So again, like I said before, not just allowing meditation to be a 15 minute activity every day, but incorporating it 
into your life, into every moment of your life. That's the challenge. And I've definitely made some progress on that, um, that I'm happy to report on, uh, which is great. It feels awesome. But even when you've been meditating, I think it's been about seven years, six, seven years now for me. Yeah, it's been a long time. Even though I've been doing it for so long, it's still, you know, something that I continue to improve on and um, get better at. And again, the ultimate goal of meditation is for it to be the constant state of your mental, emotional being. So that's the challenge now. Now that I'm aware and now that I've kind of gone beyond just the first step of becoming aware, it's like, how do I do this all the time (laughs) speaking of which have there been moments because you're saying you're doing this every day have there been moments where you couldn't get to your regular spot and you had to meditate in a spot that you never expected to meditate before oh yes definitely the other day i mm, like meditated on campus in front of a microwave like (laughs) (laughs) as i was heating up my food for like a minute and a half i meditated were you just staring into the microwave <laughs> no i wasn't I, I was turned away from the microwave which was, i was so i was turned away from the microwave which probably looked even creepier than if i was looking at the microwave because people were probably like what is she doing <laughs> um yeah so yeah i've had and and actually i did meditate that day like in the in the morning i had already meditated um, but, you know, it's like you're, I'm just waiting for the microwave. So what do I do? I mean, I could pull out my phone and become distracted with whatever is on social media or I could take the moment to I could actually honor that moment um, and become present in that moment. And it was perfect because there was sunlight. So I was like, oh, there we go. I've got the sun. I can meditate right here. And then your meditation ended when the microwave went off. Exactly. That was my cue to get my ass out of there because people were looking at me funny. (laughs) I would have probably just joined you like, yep, this is my spot now too. Yeah. Now, this might be a very meta question or an intense question, but has meditation ever stressed you out? So let's say maybe just the meditation aspect itself or also let's say there's a constant sound, let's say construction outside that just kept on going or... Your neighbors were making loud noises and it just, you could not for the life of you focus or not focus, unfocus. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a really good question. Um, and the short answer is yes, it has stressed me out. And it is hard when you first realize, again, just how crowded your mind is and how completely unaware you've been in your life. And it's, it's hard because it's hard not to judge yourself when you fall into these habitual mind patterns because you start to become aware of them and then you start to almost get mad at yourself for for um, kind of going with your thoughts rather than staying present. And this can be stressful because sometimes you might not feel like you're actually getting anything from meditation and you might not feel like you're actually progressing in, in your meditation practice. So, so yes, that causes stress. And I know that that's actually a common reason why people give up on meditation very early on. I've talked to a few people um, over the last couple of years who have said, oh, like, yeah, I've meditated before. I did it for a couple of times, but I just couldn't keep my focus. So I stopped, you know, and um And I think it's unfortunate because there's so much value in meditating and, but we have to remember that we are undoing our unconscious, our our unconsciousness. We are undoing 
mind patterns that have been there for years, probably decades in our lives. So that is not um, something that will just happen overnight. In some cases, it does happen overnight. Um, but for the vast majority of people, you really do have to stick with the daily practice in order to get to the point where you're able to make progress and really become aware. So, and I think also meditation is so good. It almost scares your mind <laughs> and you get freaked <laughs> out by it. And it just, again, your ego mind comes in and it's like, oh no, it, it, it becomes almost threatened by it because it doesn't want to be seen. It's kind of like a parent when they're in their house and their kids stop making noise and they say, it's too quiet. It's too quiet. Yeah, exactly. So I think a part of it is just the ego mind does not want it to want, doesn't want to be exposed. And through meditation, you're exposing it. It's so. like if there's something that's too good, it's too yeah, good to be true. Yeah, it's too good to be true. There's got to be something yeah. wrong about it. Yeah, oh. so... And and you've you've taught yourself that you know what it is too good and it is no not it is too good it is good <laughs> yeah it's not too good there's nothing wrong it's just good overall it is it really is yeah and uh, to go even weirder I guess but what are some misconceptions about people who meditate I am so happy you asked me this question because <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about people like first of all I feel like everyone thinks people who meditate are old. <laughs> And I mean, I, I do find it hard to find people my age who, who meditate. They Most people, you know, especially like in the online community, because I don't know anybody personally, most people who are part of meditation like online, they're older and, and they're at later stages of their lives. But meditation is something that you should start as soon as you possibly can. You shouldn't wait until you're older to do it because you can benefit from it now um so i think that that's one misconception everyone's like oh like you know meditation is something you do when you're older when you've got more time when in reality the time you should be meditating is when you don't have time when you don't have time that's when you know you should be meditating so that's one misconception we're not all all old people like sitting you know in their porches meditating <laughs> um but another one is i find some people think that it's a waste of time and that people use it as a way to escape from their reality. So the misconception is that it's used as an escape rather than you facing your reality, you're escaping from it. And this is simply, it's just not true. <laughs> um, I can understand where people are coming from when they say this, but um, that's not what meditation is about. Meditation actually helps you become extremely acutely aware of your reality and perceive reality much more clearly versus when your mind is, you know, hyperactive. When your mind is hyperactive, you don't see things as clearly. But when when you have presence, you're able to see things much more clearly. And this, when you are able to see things more clearly, it helps you face the challenges in your life uh, situation in a much more effective way because you're able to respond to your life situation from a state of peace rather than a state of discontentment or a state of fear or a state of anger or displeasure or whatever. 
you're you're acting from a place of peace and that gives you way better results than if you were acting from your ego or from whatever else the mind throws at you whatever other negativity it creates and also when you have a sense of inner peace the quality of the work that you do and the quality of the relationships that you are in as well as your mental emotional state they all become greatly enhanced um, so it is not a waste of time at all. The point of meditation is not so that you get lost in it. The point of meditation is so that you become attentive in your life. That allows you to deal with everything way more effectively and what you're doing, any work that you're doing becomes much more enhanced and it's coming from a place of stillness. So you're able to put out the best rather than, you know, you're stressed out and you're working from a place of stress or a place of fear. So yeah, a major misconception that I hope I just disproved. <laughs> you definitely did. And I completely agree with you that we live in a society today where it's go, 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 right. go. You have to post this. You have to share this. You have to do this. Mm. Complete this task. Complete this assignment. And then we don't necessarily stop to smell the roses. I think there was a quote in Ferris, Ble Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day, Day Off. <laughs> where it's like, if you, I don't know it exactly, but it goes along the lines of like, if you let life go by, you might just miss it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, um, you know, it's in, for meditation, it's all about the, they say a lot of spiritual teachers say that the means is the end. The means and the end are one and the same. I think a lot of people look at life as, oh, a destination, you know, I want to get here or I want to do this. But the means is just as important, if not more important, because whatever you put in the means, that's that's what you're going to get in the end in your destination. So so they're one in the same, you know. It's interesting you say that because I have somewhat of the same philosophy mm. applied to a bunch of things. I love the travel rather than the destination. Right. So like yes. this right now, the conversation we have, this, I'm loving this. <laughs> like the product I'm creating at the end, I love it as well. But yes. it's this part that I really enjoy. But you're saying they're one in the same. So if I work hard, I work hard on the conversation. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, like if I enjoy if the conversation, yes. I'll enjoy the results. Exactly. If you're in, present right now, mm -hmm. then whatever you put out is going to be amazing, you know? I want to put it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and another tough question, because you're just hitting hard with these beautiful answers. What has meditation taught you in life? Oh, my gosh. What has it taught me in life? Again, this is one of those things where, like, I don't even know where to start. Um, but I think ultimately, if I were to summarize it in one sentence or two sentences, it would be that it has taught me that you already have everything you could ever possibly need in order to have joy in your life. You already have it. You just need to be present enough to access it. That's what it's really taught me. Well, once again, I agree with you. And I just to follow up on that, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it could be the idea that what one person considers joy might not be the joy for yourself. Mm. So especially when it comes to social media, when they say, oh, this person's happy because they're doing this, this, mm -hmm. this, this. Well, maybe that's their joy for them or maybe that's not necessarily what they actually enjoy doing mm -hmm. but it doesn't apply not one shoe fits all that's true yeah that's true and um and i i think again talking about you know the the what we were saying like in terms of the destination and the 
the travel, the journey. The journey yeah, I guess you can call it. Yeah, <laughs> the journey and the destination. It kind of applies to this because a lot of people see joy as being something that they achieve,、mm-hmm. when in reality it's already inside you. And again, it's such a simple concept, but it becomes complicated because our minds love to complicate things, and it'll get you to doubt it. But it's already there. Everything you need is inside you. You just haven't accessed it, and the way you access it is by being present. You should see me edit. I am. I used to be like an extreme perfectionist. I'm like, does that sound weird? That sounds、right. weird. Does that sound weird? I asked my wife, and she's like, Alex, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> They're gonna notice it. There's something weird about this. How my voice sounds and stuff like that. But I've learned to like. You know what? I don't have to be a perfectionist for this. It's not about me. I I have a horrible habit of just turning this around about me every now and then. Back to you. <laughs> Do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in meditation? I would say start now. Don't wait. Start now. Do it. <laughs> Don't hesitate. Just sit and do it. Start. <laughs> you literally have nothing to lose. Yeah, you don't have anything to lose. You only have all much to gain. So there's no going wrong when you're meditating. It's a positive experience. Um, I've yet to find anyone who has said it's not a positive experience. <laughs> Even the people who have given up on it. Say, oh, it was it was good. I just couldn't keep up with it, you know. So yeah, start now, ASAP. Like right now, in the middle of this yeah, conversation. Yeah, right now. You, well, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm kind of meditating right now as we're doing this. The trick was is when you were giving me the answers, I was meditating. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but I wasn't living in the now because the now would have been that conversation. But, yeah.、Uh, so. We talked about this at the beginning, and I'll ask it again. Okay. Do you have any social media links or websites or even projects you're working on? It doesn't necessarily need to be social media link related. It can be a project that you have on the side that you'd like to promote. Anything at all. Other than social media, I would say. Well, okay. So I would say maybe my research. By all means, <laughs> so, give it out. So right now, I'm in the faculty of education at. The University of Ottawa, and my research is looking at NGOs and how NGOs partner with schools and educators to promote global citizenship education. So I'm doing that research right now, and、um, it'll come out probably within the next year.、Um, so if anyone's interested, you can wait until the fall and go on the U Ottawa thesis website and check it out. <laughs> Check out my project. <laughs> well, you know what? Once it does come out,、uh, and you're gonna send me the link to the project if it is a link or a paper document yeah, they can buy, cool. and I'll add it to the description so、That's、people can、awesome. follow it. That would be great. That、yeah. would be amazing. And we have a lot more in common because I went to University of Ottawa too and studied international development and globalization. Cool. Hey, I did my <laughs> I did my undergrad in human rights, so that's like really like up my alley for sure. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, this interview was meant to be. Yes. Yes, it was meant to happen. <laughs> it was is all aligned. <laughs> yes. And、uh, what was your social media links again? So so yeah, my social media at my my social media handles at so no wait what is it called again? Oh yeah, is that Sophia four? Is that Sophia four? Yeah, she's got、like、the little handshake. Yeah, too. <laughs> and my Facebook is just Sophia Merzai, plain old name. Yeah. It's a lovely name. Yes, but <laughs> I wanted to tell you though that I did meditate on the bus ride here. <laughs> Was that a challenge or pretty easy? Yeah, I find bus rides 
can be difficult because there's lots of people around and I'm, I'm tempted to just be on my phone and sometimes it's cold and and makes noise, but I'm getting better at it. It's really it's really good. Yeah. Have you meditated on the LRT yet? No, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when it's running. Yes. That's a shot at the but you LRT. Know what? I've never been on it and it's never like bro broken down when I've been on it. So. Okay, so there's a lot more opportunities to May meditate. Maybe I just jinxed myself, though. <laughs> ah, no, we're not going into those dark thoughts. Don't create this negativity. We're, we're going to have to take a pause to meditate and get out of that. Yes. But uh, yes, for the last question, do you have any questions for me about meditation? Ooh, ooh um, I feel like I do have some questions for you. Let me, let me think for a second. And so, I have some answers. Okay, so what would be, how would you start meditating? Like where and, and what? I already have the perfect answer for okay, that. Okay, what is it? I, I think I kind of do somewhat meditate, but it's not meditate, meditate. Okay, explain it to me because you I can I can help clarify. Absolutely. So if like say I'm working on a podcast, I'm yes. editing for hours and hours, and sometimes every now and then I want to take a little break. And what I do is I like laying on the ground. Oh. Hard ground, hard surfaces, just nothing, no pillow, anything like that. And I feel like I'm just extending and it's just relieving all that mm. like thoughts. And I just sit there. Sometimes I go to sleep, but most times I'm just there like. Yes, Alex, <laughs> you, you, you're a meditator. Yes. Yeah, you're a meditator. That, that is what it is, you know? And, and it seems like, you know, you're, you're involving your body in it, right? So, so you're doing kind of like a body meditation, which is cool. I love the feeling of the ground on my back. Yeah. Like it's just the hard surface and it just feels like you're just mm -hmm. expanding. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And you know what? That's the whole point of meditation. It's to expand your awareness. So, so you found a new meditating you, buddy? <laughs> yes. Yes. I didn't know this about you. And this is awesome. <laughs> I was saving it for yeah. this episode. But I think it speaks to just how simple it is. It really is, you know, and there's so many different kind of fads out there or kind of trends out there that are related to personal development and personal growth. And for example, like a really simple one is yoga. You know, so many people do yoga. It helps them relax. It's really good for your body, et cetera, et cetera. It kind of makes them feel peaceful and all of that. And it's great. But you, a lot of times you have to pay a lot of money to go and do yoga, right? To sign up for a yoga class. Meditation doesn't need, you don't need to do anything. You just need to be still and aware and present. That's it. And you can do it whenever and wherever you want to. Um, there are no limits. So... You could be on top of a skyscraper and like, I don't know. You can literally be anywhere. Um, you can be like on a, you can be at a party and you can meditate. You can do it anywhere. So it's so simple. So I think people really underestimate just how powerful it is because it's such a sim simple thing. I feel like people would judge me if I just start meditating my method in the middle of a party, just lay down. Yeah, yeah, maybe don't lay down on the ground. I mean, people might step on you, but... I guess the only big challenge for me when it comes to meditating is finding a space that I fit. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no, that, that sounds like a real struggle. So that's why I'm like picky. I'm like, all right, this looks like around over six feet uh, long. Yeah, I can meditate here. That's so funny. <laughs> and you had other questions or? Um, I was gonna... No pressure, no pressure. 
I would say, um, has your, I don't know like what your idea of meditation was before this interview or what your thoughts on meditation were before, but what were they? And what do you think now that we've talked about it a little bit? Um, so in some, like I knew a little bit about meditation mm-hmm. as well, because my sister is into that as well. Cool. And, uh, ideally, I, the big idea that mm-hmm. I had was that people tend to meditate, med- meditate do meditation when they had something big happening in their lives mm. and they would use it to just detox in right. a sense and it was more like uh instead of doing something regularly it was more something to do it uh, whenever you're feeling like you're overwhelmed mm. and that was ah, the idea okay you know what that's a really good point because that's how i started my meditation was you know i like i had a chaotic life situation all of a sudden so i was like oh my god like this is overwhelming i need to do something and i started to meditate and it helped immensely it helped so much almost like almost immediately it started to benefit my life but but you're right you don't you don't need to have uh stress in your life to to meditate you don't need to have something huge happen you don't need to be completely and utterly overwhelmed to start meditating although that is a huge push factor for people um that's how i i started um but it is something that you do more consistently because the more consistently you do it the less you're going to be overwhelmed later on right in the future so the perfect and most horrible analogy i could use is like you should brush your teeth every day, not just before you go see the dentist. Exactly. That is perfect. Yes, that's perfect. Do it every single day. Yeah, yeah. just make it a habit. You yeah. don't do it before like something big and stressful like visiting the dentist. Yes, exactly. No, I I agree. I, I definitely agree. It should be a daily a daily thing. Yes, for, for yourself so you can have those yeah. pearly whites. Yes, and, and I also forgot to mention that they are, you know, I talked about unconsciousness or on it's another way of saying like being unaware um there's different levels of it as well so you could be deeply deeply unconscious where you're just completely sorry you're completely overwhelmed by your life situation you're you might be suffering from anxiety or, or whatever um so that's that's a deep unconscious but there's other levels too you could be somewhere in the middle you could be just a little bit unconscious you know where you're aware but then sometimes you're not you know uh there are different levels and so at each level there's a level of unconsciousness which means meditation is useful no matter what level you're on and what level are you on right now? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if I actually know what level I'm on. Um, it's really trippy because, like I said, I have the sense of awareness now. And so I catch myself and then automatically, like, I snap out of it. So I go from being unaware to being totally aware in a second. Whereas before, sometimes it would take me a solid hour before I snap out of it. So, and I, and I know a lot of people have had that experience. So every, the more and more you meditate, those, those, uh, the time span between when you become unaware and when you snap out of the awareness become shorter and shorter and shorter. So I still have moments where I'm unaware every single day. I'm unaware to a certain extent, but the, the time span of that unawareness has become pretty short now so that's exciting that's really exciting (laughs) that's so cool it sounds like you have a good grasp of your mental health your body and understand how things work best for you Mm -hmm. and make your meditation more enjoyable more relaxing more 
productive. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. A much better understanding now than I did when I first started off, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, <laughs> Sophia, for coming on. And just, if I feel relaxed doing this. It That's was just awesome. like a very relaxed conversation. <laughs> it's a mini form of meditation. I might be insulting people by saying that, but I, <laughs> I feel very relaxed with it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much again, Sophia. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And hopefully I can come back and do, do something again. <laughs> yeah, if you have other hobbies, by yeah. all means, you're more than welcome to come back. And if you guys would like to learn more about Sophia, you can go check her out on the social media links I'll put in the description below and her research project that will not come out when this podcast episode comes out, but I'll add it on in October, the fall, you said? Yeah, in the fall. Okay, sure. in the fall. So you guys can get to see that because that's going to be beneficial on so many levels for everybody. And if you'd like to be on this podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this podcast episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share with them because meditation can be such a useful tool and not just for when you're going through a hard time, but just to have it in your regular day life. It could be for two minutes. It can be for an hour. It can be for 30 seconds. It's up to you. Go at your own pace, own speed, do whatever you need to do. But meditation is very beneficial. Find a floor like I do. Find <laughs> dirt to go meditate at the, don't meditate at the bottom of a pool. That's a horrible example. Meditate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah meditate in, I don't know. Uh on your desk at work. I'm kidding. <laughs> Either way, there's multiple things you could do. And just recently, this is the opposite of meditating. This is just self selfish promotion. Uh, if you like this podcast, by all means, I would love reviews that would help this podcast a lot. It helps go a long way. And I'm currently also selling uh, cheapless merchandise that you don't need, but it's still kind of cool. It's a bunch of time for your hobby stuff. It could be t-shirts, coffee mugs, shower curtains for no apparent reasons, uh, travel mugs, everything and anything in between that you don't need, but you do know you want it or you don't. I don't know. I don't know what you need, but you do need meditation. Either way, thank you so much, Sophia, for coming on. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to get some of that merch. I'm going to have to <laughs> go on online or wh wherever to, to get some of that merch because it looks amazing, people. It looks real good. <laughs> Speaking of which, you go to my website, uh, which will be in the description below. That's where you can get it. Okay, <laughs> perfect. There we go. There we go. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.